Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Popular Falcon Zeke CT60 SUV tire. This is Saturdays in SA with Bryce Gibbs and Tom Lyon. Oh, yes, we've been everywhere, man, travelling all over the state, uh, bringing this show all around the place. But it's just good to be back home, Bryce. It's kind of like getting back into your own bed. Good morning, Tom Lyon. Good morning to everyone this morning on this little bit of a rainy Saturday morning. And you're right, we have been doing a lot of uh, OBs um, and what are OBs, Tommy, for the, for outside, the listeners? Outside broadcasts, when we, when we want to get involved and uh, mingle with the people. And, yes. um, you know, we had the Motorsport Festival, which was lovely and uh, nice and loud. And uh, and then we've been at Harbour Town as well, which has been great because we have been able to get a bit of shopping done. We simultaneously. have. We have. And the weather's turned it on for us on those weekends. Yeah. But it, so it's nice to time this one to be back in the studio while it is a little bit drizzly outside. Yeah, safe and sound. We've done well there. Could impact the uh, Crows Frio game a little later. Might be a little bit wetter. I don't know who that favours though. Anyone? Or just makes it slower. Oh uh, yeah, probably. I think the 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 players are pretty good these days in yeah. terms of adjusting to a bit of wet weather. Just probably makes it a little bit slippery. The the grounds, so it doesn't affect the grounds these yeah. days. The the drainage is unbelievably good and. Not that we'll be getting too many meals today, Tommy, but um, this probably makes it a little bit slippery. Yeah. Good Friday yesterday. You had a game. Uh, the Panthers got over the Eagles. Nice one, mate. How's your body feeling? Because when we spoke an hour or so before, you were still sore from last week. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I was still um, a little bit sore from last week. And we had a six-day break, which when you get older, it's sort of it's not ideal. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're two games into the season and we've got a bye leading into gather round next week. So okay. I'm, it's, it's safe to say the bye's come at a good time already <laughs> yeah. in the season. So I'll Early certainly one. take it. But yeah, it was a big day for the Sandful yesterday, Easter Friday. Yeah. It was a, a, a Thursday night game at the parade and then all the other games were played yesterday. So yeah. um, great for the Sandful. I think there was big crowds as well across the state watching all those games. So uh, local footy's thriving, and yeah. we're going to speak to the GM of footy, Matt Doldy, a little yeah. bit later. We'll get his, get him to touch on uh, the first two rounds of the Sandfall, what he thinks, um, get us some insight there, and he'll also run us through Gather Round, Gather and, round and what's yeah. planned next week across uh, the city and, and regional uh, areas. Yeah, because there's so many activations going on, which I, I'm not really across, so I'm keen to hear what activations are happening, what they're going to be providing at, at each of the ovals, Norwood Oval, Adelaide Hills. Because it's a big deal for the families. You want to bring your family in and get involved. Adelaide's on display. Uh, Easter weekend, have you got anything prepared for Sunday, the kids? Any chocolates specifically that you're going to eat, Bryce? Well, yeah, they get <laughs> absolutely spoiled in terms yeah. of chocolate. So it'll be just um, trying to temper the... The sugar hits. That, uh, <laughs> that'll, gonna be that'll, that'll happen all weekend. What goes up must come down. Exactly. There'll be a couple of tantrums, no doubt. But that's okay. And I'm not talking about my kids. I'm talking yeah, about yeah, myself. Yeah, yeah, yourself. And, uh, the 
life. So. Well, I had a bit of a – my wife and I almost had a tantrum yesterday. We went out for Good Friday lunch with my family and lovely, lavish lunch. We've got, so some of my family live on the eastern side of Adelaide and it's beautiful. I didn't plan to drink any wine, but the wine was flowing. And uh, you know when you've had a massive day of, you know, only a couple of glasses, but we got home, the kids were just running all over us, still hyped up. And we just wanted to crash. And I want to sleep. No, I want to rest first. You take that. No, I want to rest first. So uh, anyway, we got our rest and um, got through. Here we are. So yeah, big show price. Matt Doldick. He's uh, going to run us through Gather Round. We're going to big preview uh, the Crows and Adelaide, uh, the Crows and Port Adelaide games. I dare say for Port Adelaide, I, I know it's such a cliche, but it's like it really is a must win. Like this is if they're ever going to bunker down and and uh, fight one out, this is the week to do it. It is, and it's not the ideal week to be up against uh, a Sydney Swans team yeah. on their own home deck who – it is a place that's extremely hard to win. And we know what Sydney dish up in terms of their contested game and, and how hard they are to play against. So uh, if Port are going to get back on back on track mm. and make a statement, this is the week to do it. But it's going to be extremely tough. Absolutely. And we're, we're going to be running through our Easter gifts. What the Easter bunny is bringing to each club. What East, what, I'll get it out eventually. What each, each club wants from the Easter bunny, the special gift they'll be hoping for. Uh, Mitch Robertson, he tweeted last night, very interestingly, because Joe Danaher obviously cops shit all week from the media about his game. He played well for Brisbane and uh, refused a media opportunity to have a chat. So Mitch Robinson has cheated, uh, tweeted, hearing Joe refuse to chat to the media post-game is awesome, getting absolutely bashed all week. And the media just expect him to say, yeah, great response, boys. Now, I, I don't mind it, but I think uh, the the game is sort of – beholden to the fans. So the fans want to hear from the players. Even if Joe came up and said, you know, you guys were slogging me all week, no thanks. You know, just something would have been good. Yeah, this is a tough one because there's certainly been times in my career where that's happened as well. You you seem to be on the receiving end of uh, some, you know, negative comments and you know, they're coming after you if your form's down or whatever. And yeah. then as soon as you flick the switch and you start playing well or something goes in your favour, they're, they're your best mate again and they, they yeah. want to talk to you. And sometimes you, you do feel like, well, stuff you. You've been, <laughs> you've been smashing me for a couple of weeks. I've got to play this game. All of a sudden you uh, you want to be my best mate. So I can certainly understand where, where Joe was coming from. And, uh, and I think it's just a bit of a statement to say that He's uh, he just wants his footy to do the talking and yeah. putting in a, a really good performance on Thursday night. He uh, he, he played like we know he can, and mm. him and, and Eric Hipwood both had a huge impact on that game and and played the footy we know they're capable of. Tough to get a read on Brisbane because they play so well at home and uh, they're and. Got to say, though, last week they didn't play too badly against the the Doggies, and the Doggies were just fired up to get a win. So I think people misread it a little bit, saying that Brisbane was so down last week. when they I thought they played quite well. Uh, Chris Fagan thought the same thing. Um, he was also saying that Joe doesn't even pay attention to the media anyway. So this is, his performance came of his, of his own doing, of his own volition. But, yeah, a bit hard to get a read on Brisbane. Where do you think they're going to end up? Well, I, they were my tip for the premiership Flag. this year so uh the the travel does concern me a little bit 
mm. uh, that, the, that they have struggled away from Brisbane and, and we know how hard they are to beat up there. They do look a different side. So, um, you know, they're going to win majority of their games at home. It's just how many can they win on the road? Mm. So, so far they haven't been able to produce to the level that they can play at home. So even if they resurrect that by, you know... A few games. Well, yeah, even even half their effort that they're dishing out at the moment, they, it's going to make them a lot tougher to, to, to beat when they travel. So, uh, and it, it is funny. Like, it, it might only take them one win on the road to get that confidence yeah. and that belief that they can actually do it. And then the, the floodgates can open and, and they can go on a run when, when they travel. So... Uh, they mm. are. I do. I do think they are only one big win away from home to get that confidence up. But yeah, it is concerning what they've dished up when they've travelled uh, in the year so far. Yeah, I, th- I think it'll come together for them, and they'll eventually get on a bit of a roll this year, Brisbane. Uh, let us know. Oh four two seven one five four one double six. We're live and interactive. Do you think players like Joe Danaher should be forced to uh, interact with the media after the game? Mitch Robinson. Now he's got a V. Have you seen his vlog? He's got a uh, YouTube channel, and he does a bit of gaming. He well, does a bit is, of what, a... What is this? V- Vlogs Vlog. and blog... 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 and... and, and <laughs> I, I, it goes over my head. I've got no idea. It's like he, he gives a hot take... Uh, you know, YouTubers are famous these days where they they give a hot take on what's going on. Now, his is predominantly about footy, but he even gets the thumbnails, like the picture that you first see on the YouTube channel and they're like hyperbole. It's just like real, you know, drags you in, like clickbait sort of thing. Mitch Robinson's all over it. Yeah, right. Check out his vlog. He's doing some work for SEN, I think, up uh, up north as well. So yeah. he's uh, joined the SEN family. We might uh, try and get him on for a chat. I, I maybe think at, so. At some stage. I think it would be entertaining. He can fill us in on his Rob bogs and bogs. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Now... The Crows and Frio, going to be an interesting game later on today. I think these teams are a lot closer than what people anticipated with their rebuilds. The Frio, probably a little bit older in list stature, but the Crows, a lot of, well, everyone was jumping on the bandwagon this week, including uh, David King during the week. He was uh, on Waitley and he's jumped on the Crows bandwagon as well. One player changed the fortunes of a footy club to the level that we're seeing in Adelaide right now with Rankin. It is quite – it's it's astonishing what he's doing. He's given the club some swagger, and I think they're going to go bang. They become a destination club pretty quick. This is the second part of the discussion. Being able to lure players back home, come and, come and play with us. We're, 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 we're becoming you know, the, the LA Lakers. Rochelle's going to be a star. Saligo's going to be a very, very good player. Phil Thorpe's showing some things. Rankin's next level – it's exciting. If you're an Adelaide Crows fan, I know that you're a long way from being the dream, but they are they are playing some some scintillating footy. So he's the right player at the right time. Yeah, I didn't feel that way during the dra- during the trade period. I must admit. With, and then you watch it with Rankin. Yeah, I didn't think it was the, but uh, his his impact, like that impact measure, is just undeniable. Well, very rare that the Crows get some acknowledgement from across the border, but there it is. David King's on the bandwagon, Bryce. Well, he wasn't uh, on the during ranking. pre-season. No. Yeah, he was very sceptical about the whole situation and and the, the dollar value in his contract and yeah. was it the right thing to do, etc. And he's sort of done a 180 
pretty quickly, hasn't he? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, Rankin's obviously been electric in yeah. to, to start this season. But you're right. I think it will be it will be a very good game. I mean, we just spoke about Brisbane's mm. um, travelling history in the year so far. And I think Freo are a bit like that as well. That they're really good at home. Yeah. When they travel, they can sort of be a bit of a different side. So. Uh, We've got one of the, the better forward lines in the competition going up against a really strong defence. Mm. I think Freo have got a really good good defensive structure. They set up well behind the ball, so uh, it probably could be won and lost in that area of the ground, I think. Yeah, right. Brendan Cox as well for Fremantle. Crows fans, keep an eye on him. He's a South Australian, and I think the Crows are going to be targeting him as another key defensive pillar to help him out at some stage. Uh, the showdown was a cracker. Just what it means to them. This tweet from Tom Doday after the game. Um, all it said was, shit, I love beating that team. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, as we, we know with showdowns, it's bragging rights until yeah. you, you play again. So the uh, the Crows lost the, the last showdown. I think it was around 2021 last year. So that has sit the whole summer yeah. with that loss hanging over their head. And now they can... And some Be of the, on the other side of it for the rest of the year until they play again. I reckon this younger gen, oh god, listen to me talk. The younger generation of of crows like Rochelle and Rake, and some of their celebrations are, are of that American ilk, where he points to. Is he saying this is our house when he's pointing to the ground, and and he's going, this is our house. That's very NBA, isn't it? Yeah, it was. It was. There's a couple of ripping celebrations yeah. actually. I think Chase Jones was a ripper. He was obviously yeah. getting some feedback from over the fence when he right. was uh, taking his shot from 50 metres out yeah. on the boundary, went back, kicked a lovely goal, yeah. just turned to the crowd, gave him the, 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 the hand of the ears, ear, yeah. just to, yep, I can't hear you, etc. So uh, <laughs> there, there were some good celebrations in the show. Rochelle seemed to be talking to your friend, uh, Jason Horn francis quite a lot throughout the game. I, th- I think he must have a competitive... Um, Edge in his mind because they're both from the same draft. And uh, I, I just, every time I saw Rochelle near Horn Francis, he was chatting to him. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and, and you do. You, you sort of have those little inner rivalries, yeah. I suppose, against other guys that, that were in your draft class. Obviously, both high picks as well. So. Mm. Uh, little little battle within the big battle, Tommy. I don't mind it. Yeah, yeah. That uh, celebrations, Josh Rochelle, something I can't wait to see is he's got that soccer background. He's mastered the round off backflip. And when he does, uh, one day it'll happen. One he, day he, he can do a round. He said it in an interview. Oh, yeah, you so go. you know, like the gymnastics, they yeah, do the yeah. round off. They do like a backflip into a backflip. Yeah. Yep, yep. So one day it'll, and I've, I've visualized that it. it's going to be at a critical point did, in the um, game. Who did, did Frederick from Frio? Frio do that? Not that I've seen. We'll it, have to. Yeah. He's done a backflip. Yeah, I Producer Jay saying yes in the um, in the Derby a year or two ago. I think. Okay, so it has been done. It has been done. Well, there you go. I'm wrong, but when Josh Rochelle does it, it'll be better. Okay, <laughs> well, we'll watch this space. Okay, plenty to come. We're going to revisit the Bryce Gibbs Cup because that's obviously coming up for a gather round and uh, the controversial manner in which you were <laughs> chaired off by both sides. God, so much controversy, what are you Bryce. About? Controversy. Yeah, it was so controversial. People were talking about it all through the week. Okay. Why? Why that was allowed? We're going to delve into that, plus a bit of a review of the previous night's games, Bryce. That's up next. It's currently 12 minutes to nine and a top of 20-ish degrees today, a little bit wet and windy. 
City Discount Tyres. Buy three, get one free on the popular Falcon Zeke CT60 SUV tyre. This is Saturdays in SA with Bryce Gibbs and Tom Lyon. Oh, good morning. So good to be with you on this Saturday. Bit of a gloomy day ahead. 16 degrees right now. I think it's getting to a top of 19, Bryce Gibbs. And we're here for Lumo Energy SEN SA. Studio Lumo SA is powered by Lumo Energy SA and City Discount Tyres. City Discount Tyres, SUV tyre sales are on now. It's... 856, 854, sorry, mate. My eyes are not not going well today. Uh, Bryce, this was a controversial time because the Bryce Gibbs Cup, it gets me excited. It's coming up this Thursday night for Gather Round, Carton Play, Adelaide, and it got me, uh, you know, just memory, memory lane, thinking about the time you were chaired off and all the controversy that came after that. So in that game, set the scene, it was 2020, and uh, so COVID had struck. You were coming up to your last game. How, how long out did you decide that it was going to be your last game? Uh, it was. It probably started to cross my mind, yeah, three or four weeks prior to the last game of yeah. the year. So uh, I was started to get my head around it. And then I, I the com- I'd been speaking with, with Nixie, obviously, throughout the year of where I was at and yeah. where the team were at and what they wanted to do going forward. So I sort okay. of I knew that. I knew that the opportunities weren't going to be there in the next. Well, I still had a year to go on my contract, so the, the, yeah. the opportunities weren't going to going to be there. So, yeah, I thought. So, what was, did they say? Did they say, "Hey, we're going younger now"? Yes. Yeah. 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 That was the the feedback, and you know, if I was still going to play well, you know, there still might be some opportunities if there was injuries. But mm, you know, read between the lines, it wasn't going to be the case. So <laughs> I was like, right, well, I'm, I'm not going to waste my time training yeah. hard and, you know, for, for nothing. So Absolutely. I thought, right, time to step away. So I went, went to him and said, this is what I'm thinking. Um, the Crows, we, we couldn't play finals that year. Mm. Um, we, we, were, we were done. And I basically said to him, look, I hope this is not too cheeky of me, but we play Carlton in two weeks. Mm. Um, I'm going to retire. Would I be available for selection for that week? Yeah, uh, very we, we talk, talked about it, and he goes, "Mate, absolutely, I'll, I'll put you up for selection. Yeah, in that week, and we'll pick you, and you nice. can play your farewell game against Carlton. So that's how that's how it sort of played out. Romance isn't dead because uh, there was one. I think it was Neil Craig or someone didn't give. Uh, oh God, I forget who. <laughs> last game, then you get you get chaired off by who chaired you off? Was it Andrew Carazzo? Andrew Carazzo? No, he retired about. <laughs> Six to eight years earlier than that, Tommy. Uh, so well, it was we, someone who looked similar. It was similar. Mark Murphy and Mark, Cade Simpson. That's right. Cade Simpson. He looks a little bit like Carazzo. Andrew <laughs> Carazzo. <laughs> How am I going today? Oh. Uh, so the two Carlton boys cheer you off. Was that spontaneous? So, yeah, there was a bit of chat about it and some people weren't a fan of it and thought yeah. it didn't come across well but well here look just while we're talking about how it came across this is david t uh carlton's illustrious coach that year uh talking about it after the game yeah it was weird i get it <laughs> uh there's a little part of me that thought oh i'm not sure about this to be honest but yeah look it's it's, it's a hard moment in terms of you just lost a game of footy but you want to respect someone that's been a great player of, of the game i just next time i have to do it after a win and then uh, in reflection after the game caroline wilson chimed in with some hard views about you being shared off by your carton friends 
And I'm sorry, call me old-fashioned, Craig. I found it extraordinary to see two God. Carlton footballers, albeit two of his closest mates, carry Bryce Gibbs off the ground. What do you want them to do, though, Carol? Like, oh, it, it might have been pre-planned before the game. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm not saying I'm not. I'm not. You know, going, you going to up. arrest anyone. I, I saw it. I thought it looked really odd. Didn't you think it looked odd? Uh, not. I see Bryce Gibbs as a Carlton person. So he's, not, he's got no affinity with yeah. the Adelaide Footy Club. Yeah. No affinity with the Adelaide no, Footy Club. At least Lloyd, Lloydie stuck up for me. <laughs> but but that's the thing. Yeah. Like like who really cares who chairs you off? Like yeah. seriously. And and as as he said, you know, I've got they were my two best mates in in Cade and, yeah. and Mark, and you know, they were in my wedding party, and mm. you know, we've got memories, and you know, for, we'll have for a lifetime. So, so how that came about? Obviously, I rang him during the week to say I'm retiring. This is going to be my last game uh, to, to give him a heads up, and. They, I think they asked me the question. They said, oh, who's going to chair you off? And I said, oh, it's a good question. I mm. said, well, would you be up for it? Like, and they were like, yeah, oh, mate, you will do whatever you want. Like, there's, yeah, yeah. We're happy to, to do it if that's what you want to do. Um, so that they were happy to, to do it. And then, obviously, out of respect, I, I went to Sloaney uh, leading into the game, mm. who was captain at the time, and said, look, um, I'm not sure what you think about this, but would you have a problem if a couple of my best mates chair yeah. me off? And he, without a, a hesitation or without a word, like yeah. no doubt at all, he goes, mate, absolutely that would be fine. There's no, absolutely no worries at all if that's what you want to do. Yeah. So I didn't think anything of it. I didn't think there was anything wrong with it. And Well, clearly there it, was a lot wrong with does it. Does it really Ross? matter? Like, <laughs> and I think like, David Teague's um, comments there, I dare say if Carlton had won that game, yeah. he would not have cared one bit. Absolutely. But the look of it is is they're criticising because Carlton lost. Carlton were heavy favourites that day. We weren't expected to win. Yeah. They put in an average performance. We played really well. We got a win. Oh, it was the second last game of the year and and that was it. Yep. Then Crows finished uh, stone motherless last, I think it was that year. If I'm correct, yes, yeah, producer add, Jace. Add another wooden spoon <laughs> to my uh, collection. <laughs> yeah. you got, so how many wooden spoons have you got? I think that was, that was three. <laughs> nice. Uh, well, that's why we call it the Bryce Gibbs Cup. Now, just to finish off, have have the Crows and Carlton reached out to you to present the uh, any trophy or anything this Thursday night to the winner? No. 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 Okay. Well, here was the moment, the very controversial moment. Bryce Gibbs uh, finished his illustrious Crows career and shared off by his mates at Carlton. Congratulations. Great, uh, great moment here. And a couple of Carlton boys lift him up, and that's a beautiful sight, isn't it? That shows the solidarity of football and the love from both teams. That's outstanding. That signifies a lot. These boys are in his wedding party, so he, yeah, a lot, lot of time at the Carlton Football Club. These are his great mates. Well done for both sides here. There you go. Hey, Bryce, up next, we've uh, got an ex- a segment that excites me. Now, it's back by popular demand. Last year, we did a deep dive, a time capsule on the year 2006. So we take you back in time to all the biggest songs, all the biggest sporting events for that year. And it's just a bit of a, bit of a hit of nostalgia. This week, we're going to do 2007, which was a big year for Geelong. Where were you in 2007? Uh, that was my. I just got drafted end of two thousand and six. That was my yeah, first, year first year in the system. So, 
turned Big 18 year. that year as well. So well, I'll uh, yeah, got a few more points. That's your formative years there. That's when you have, a, they say, a lot of your best memories are from your formative years, sort of age 16 to 20. So we're going to dive into all things 2007. And trust me, there are a few things you may have forgotten that happened that year. Kevin 07, all those sorts of things. Uh, Bryce is currently 9 o'clock, so we've got to get to the news. City Discount Tyres. Buy three, get one free on the popular Falcon Zeke CT60 SUV tyre. This is Saturdays in SA with Bryce Gibbs and Tom Lyon. Good morning to you. Very uh, drizzly kind of day coming up, top of 19 degrees. It's three minutes past nine now. Bryce Gibbs, last year, this is backed by popular demand. We did a time capsule, if you will, diving deep into the year 2006. And it's been back, it's backed by popular demand. People have requested it. So we're going to do a special here on 2007. And we're going to talk about culturally what happened in sporting events. We're brought in producer Jay, so let's uh, get this underway. One of the big songs by Gwen Stefani, 2007 Escape, featuring, do you know the singer, Bryce, who featured in that? Uh, No. Akon. Ah, that was uh, my next guess. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) He got in a little bit of trouble. Now, Chase... It was a big year in sport, 2007. It was. Walk us through. I know there was a bit of heartbreak for Adelaide. Uh, There was a bit of heartbreak for Adelaide. We'll get to the footy in a moment. I'll run through some of the stuff that uh, happened off the top of the year. So the New Year's test, you may remember, Mm. Australia swept the Poms in the Ashes. So yes. uh, this was right, monumental right. for a number of reasons. Of course, Boxing Day, Warney took his 700th. Yeah. He retired with Glenn McGrath and Justin Langer. It was basically the end of an era. It was Aussie's redemption for 2005 in England where we lost the Ashes for the first time in yeah. a while. Um, and it really was, I think, the end of that golden Australian era of cricket. So, yes. Yeah. All those big boys. Also won the Limited Overs World Cup in the Caribbean later in the year when you may remember Adam Gilchrist smashed 100 in the final mm. in a game which finished with, I think, a whole heap of car headlights around the oval yeah. trying to illuminate it. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah vaguely. I think, I think he uh, he batted with a squash ball in his glove, in his batting glove. Yeah, that, uh, I do remember that bit. Yep. So uh, in tennis, Roger Federer won three of the four slams that year. Nadal, of course, won one. Which, which one did he win? I have no idea. The French Open. Okay. And this is when Novak Djokovic was just coming onto the scene, wasn't Correct, it? Correct, yeah. yeah. Uh, Federer beat Novak in the final at uh, uh, New York. Sorry, the US okay. Open. So he beat a bloke in Australia in the Australian Open called uh, Gonzalez, I think. And yeah, no idea about that bloke. No. I don't think he did anything since. Uh, <laughs> on the women's side of Flash it, Justin Hennon won two of the four. She was a star. In the NBA, the Antonio Spurs won their fourth championship. They swept the Cavaliers. The Brisbane Bullets won the NBL. They won uh, three games to one over the Tigers. And the Colts. Won the Super Bowl that year, 29-17 over the Bears. I think it was uh, one of the Manning boys was Mm. a quarterback and MVP. Knocked off Tom Brady? Uh, Not of the Bears. Oh, the Bears. Brady, yeah. I can't remember who their quarterback was back in 07. Peyton Manning? Is he one of the Manning boys? Look, that that was all window dressing. Let's get to the footy. That's that's what 2007 was all about. Big year for Geelong. Oh, did I cop it from uh, from Port Adelaide supporters? Um, in the elimination final when Buddy <laughs> Franklin 
tore our hearts out. You may remember the goal that he kicked with about 30 seconds to go. Tommy, you've got some audio I for it. I think I've got something. Franklin's kick six. This to put the Hawks in front with just a few seconds left in the elimination <laughs> final. Let's <laughs> Yeah, I I remember being uh, heartbroken. We really weren't to know what was to come from Buddy. That that was when he was just sort of jumping onto the scene. A couple of years, probably three years into his career. I think he was wearing like 38 on his back at that stage. I don't even think he was 100 kilo at that point, Buddy. Uh, But we knew it was coming. He was a star. So, yes, we copped that in the neck from Port Adelaide supporters for a couple of weeks. Mm. <laughs> uh, what happened What happened after that, Chase? <laughs> Whoa, Play the clip! Excuse the, the clip. Uh, evil laughing. I'm just actually searching for the clip. But uh, uh, hang well, on, Chase. They got to Give me a second. So what happened? You cannot win a grand final if you don't get to one. No, that's right. They gave themselves a chance for it. Gibbsy, uh, you guys won a grand final that year, didn't you? We did. In 07? Yeah. We did. We Wizard won, Cup? We won the NAB Cup, I think yeah, it was yeah. called at the time. Or yeah. NAB, whatever it is. Uh, have we Wizard? got a clip of that? No, because no, no, no but we do have a clip of uh, the real deal grand final when Geelong, I think they just scraped over the line. And there it is. <laughs> it's the camp. We've come so close so many times in the last 44 years. I have to tell you a story. Yeah, be quick. Yeah, yes. Uh, In 2007 AFL Grand Final Day, I was uh, coaching a baseball team from Port Lincoln who were playing in Adelaide in the country championships. Okay. And we were uh, watching the game. We'd played a morning game and we were watching the game at the uh, Watermark Hotel down at Glenelg. Okay, yeah. And at three-quarter time in that game, I'm, I'm not joking, there was a Port Adelaide supporter who'd clearly been at work and had told all of his – I assume he told everyone in Sundry, don't tell me the scores, I don't want to know. Oh, no. He rushed in to the front bar of the Watermark Hotel. We're all sitting there. Our Port supporter friends had gone off and mm. drowned their sorrows at this point. He strolled in in all of his port gear with a flag and everything. He was there to meet a couple of mates. He looked up at the, he looked up at the screen – he looked down, he looked up at the screen again, looked across, there was an empty schooner glass. He grabbed the schooner glass and threw it at the window. Thankfully, it was a Perspex wow. window. It, the glass shattered, but yeah. the Perspex window was fine. Three bouncers grabbed him and threw him out. Gee whiz. Well, that's the, was sa- not a happy the saddest part is when people put makeup on, when they get their faces painted or, that you know, that guy who dresses up as a legitimate cat and they come to the game. When they, get, when they lose, they're still wearing all the costume. And that's what gets me sad about the whole thing. Big but puss. Bryce Gibbs, the big old puss. Now, Bryce, it was a big year for you in 07. This was your first year in the AFL system. Yes, it was, Tommy. Uh, and turned 18 at the start of that footy season. So that yep. was a, a little milestone there. Yeah. I was put in the leadership group without playing a game. How did that that was interesting. Sorry, but how does that happen? I'm not sure. I'm still trying to work <laughs> out how that played out. But myself and Mark Murphy mm. were thrown in the deep wow. end there. So. so Carlton were, at the time, just for context, Carlton were... A, ra- a rabble. A rabble, yeah. yeah. Really fledgling and down yeah. the bottom. I, yeah. I think Dennis Pagan was on his last legs as coach. Yeah. And I think he was right. just doing Pagan. anything, some sort of media stunt just to... Get some interest. Stay relevant. <laughs> get, I don't know. Try and keep... 
yeah. sell some sort of hope to the fans. Yeah. Maybe oh, I'm not too sure. You were a baby. I didn't say one word in any of those meetings. Uh, <laughs> I can confirm that. And as we mentioned, we went on to win the NAB Cup and and round one. So. I thought, how easy is this? Hot We've just start. won four games in a row. One already won a medal. We yeah. partied for two weeks like we'd won the actual premiership. <laughs> Beat Richmond in round one. Yeah. And then I don't think we won another game for the rest of the year. Yeah, and in one of those leadership year. meetings too, we, we set this goal that if we lost two games in a row, that we would go and jump off the pier at Port Melbourne oh, at man. like six o'clock in the morning thinking that you know, you would have been living that, that'd be motivation to not lose two games in a row. Well, I can confirm we were there every second week <laughs> after that round one game. So that wasn't, Cold water. That wasn't too fun at all. I went on my first footy trip too. Right. It was uh, an eye-opener, yeah, to say it, the least. Well, it got you ready for the uh, the footy trip that was to come very late in your career. What, what happened on this one? Uh, we went to Mexico. It was in Carlo. Mexico. Yeah. yeah. It's a good, uh, good group. Nice yes. numbers. So, what do you do there when you're on a footy trip? Like, what what can you get up to in Mexico? Nah, it was pretty. I mean, there's some parts of Mexico that are a little bit sketchy. But, yeah, uh, I think Cabo in the center of Cabo there, it's pretty safe. Yeah, it's pretty. Not many AFL fans, and, I imagine. In no, Cabo. no, we got we got well away from that. So yeah. Uh, yeah, there's some of my nice. memories from 2007. Well, 07 culturally, guys, was a was a big year in music. We it was basically the pop R and B stuff that was going going the best. So we had this song here. Can you say the artist, Jace? Timberland. No idea. Featuring One Republic. This one right here from Beyonce was the number one song in the world for the year. See Bryce's head bobbing. He knows this one. To the left, to the left. Uh, But my personal favourite. As a lefty, that's our national anthem. (laughs) (laughs) My personal favourite was this one from Brianna. Now, just finally finish off, just to take you down memory lane, the Crows list featured players like Nick Gill. Do you remember him? Long, tall, string bean. String bean, yep. Shaggy hair. You never knew whether the ball, when he was going to kick the ball, whether it was going to go out in the full or straight through the centre of the goals. So he was a bit loose. Is he related to Lockie Murphy? I think so. Huh. Skills wise, oh. <laughs> he's a bit harsh, wasn't he? Yeah, he's, uh, he's actually in radio now. He's uh, he's doing quite well for himself. Lucky Nick Murphy. No, certainly, <laughs> certainly not Lucky Murphy. Uh, Kurt Tippett, 19-year-old Kurt Tippett, arrived at the club. Who knew what was to uh, to come after that? Jason Tawney and Robert Shirley. I remember Robert Shirley being a brilliant tagger, but he couldn't kick it 30 than, further than 30 metres. He's selling cars these days, Robert Shirley, in the little okay. town of Cummins, about half Cummins. an hour north of Port Lincoln. There okay. Now, Port's List featured an 18-year-old Travis Boak and a 24-year-old Kane Corns. But my, uh, my favourite, Daniel Motlop, he was, uh, he was the enigma for Port Adelaide. And Brad Symes, before he, his pre-Crows career. Some of the big names. Excellent. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this has gone quite well by uh, by popular demand. Uh, That's our 2007 time capsule. Now, guys, coming up a little bit later, I'm looking forward to this. We're going to be talking to Matt Duldig, Jace. And what's his role with the SANFL? He's the general manager of football and has basically 
him and his team have planned out what's happening around the precinct at Gather Round. And uh, there's everything from zip lines to big screens to drinks and food and all kinds of stuff. So he'll tell you all about that later on. That's after 9.30. We're here for Lumo Energy, SENSA Studio Lumo. SA is powered by Lumo Energy. SA, it's quarter past nine. City discount tyres. Buy three, get one free on the popular Falcon Zeke CT60 SUV tyre. This is Saturdays in SA with Bryce Gibbs and Tom Lyon. So good to be with you on this uh, drizzly Saturday morning. Big games up ahead for the Crows and the Power. Got to say, a must-win one for Port Adelaide up against Sydney this evening. Bryce, we've got a couple of texts. As we were asking a little earlier, uh, Mitch Robinson was commenting on Joe Danaher uh, avoiding the post-match interview uh, in the Brisbane game. And he, he endorses it. He says good on him because the media are giving him crap all week. And so we asked what you think. This one's from Craig. As much as Joe wants to go rogue, the game is beholden to the fans and the fans watch it through the media. So either way, he should speak. Even if he wants to say up yours to the media for laying into him. That would be entertainment. That would create some headlines, wouldn't it? Yeah, a little bit of uh, America. I, I think, you know, whatever you're going to say, be be honest and just go, well, screw you guys. I've played well today. Yep. Uh, this one from, I'm not sure, this one from Matthew. I'm not sure entirely that Mitch Robinson has been playing with a full deck of cards. He says some questionable crap. That's from Matthew. He has been quite opinionated, Mitch yeah. and Rob, over the years. Well, he's coming into player, the opinion so game. He certainly is. He's uh, one of SEN's own now. Yeah. Up there, on, up there up north. So, no doubt, a few more big statements will be coming <laughs> out of his mouth. Big statements come on the way without the filter. We like it when people uh, don't have a filter in the media. That gives us something to talk about. You've got uh, one there from Brett, Gibbsy. It says, at the moment, Rankin might be living in the Adelaide Oval House, but he needs to remember Port are the landlords. It's a little oh, cheeky dig. Okay. That's uh, Isaac Rankin there. Thank you, Brett. That's uh, in relation to Isaac Rankin's uh, celebrations. Now it's time for this. This Saturday scoreboard. My own voice there, going into my own voice. We might have to get you to do that one, Jase. Um, plenty going on. Look, let's start with uh, Thursday night and uh, yesterday's games in the AFL. Brisbane getting over the top of uh, Collingwood, which I think is I think this is Brisbane's start. It's a good foundation for them to build on from here. Yeah, it was a, a cracking win, and we all know how well Collingwood have started uh, this year, and uh, they're going to be an extremely hard side to beat. And, and we also spoke about Brisbane being a different team up there at the Gabba, so it was uh, another bit of a statement game for the Lions, who have yeah. they've been a little bit inconsistent, but... Uh, they, they beat him up around the ball, and obviously having well, Collingwood having not a recognised ruckman. Yeah, uh, that's Brisbane, worrying for them. Brisbane certainly exposed that. Just and looking, Oscar McInerney had about fifty-seven hitouts or something. Ridiculous. Yeah, just my view. Their best Brisbane is as good as anyone. Like they they're really good when they're at their best. Nick Dacos with another lazy thirty-eight touches for a second-year player. He's he's going okay. Bryce Gibbs, what's going on at the Masters right now in in the US? The Masters uh, is fully underway. There's a bit of a delay, I think, yeah. in play overnight with weather. Weather, really windy conditions. I think a tree got blown over, and luckily mm. no one was hurt. But that certainly paused uh, play. So 
Uh, just an update on some of our Aussies. We've got Jason Day yep. at five, five under. under. He's right in the mix. Uh, Adam Scott, four under. And Cam Smith, two under. Uh, the big movers of the day was Brooks Kepka. He's gone to five under and has taken a three-shot lead to sit 12 under. Mm. Uh, well, I don't, I don't think they've quite finished the uh, the second round yet. Uh, John Ram as well. He's in second place as I've lost my leaderboard there. He's at nine yeah. under. And Sam Bennett from the US, he's at eight under. So a couple of movers there at uh, the Masters. Yep. Last night or late Arvo, funny old time for the game to be played, but I guess they're considering that we're, um, you know, getting our Easter lunch and everything underway. Carlton, your boys, uh, got over a pretty plucky North Melbourne. Charlie Kerner and Harry Mackay booted 10 goals between them to haul Carlton to a 23-point win over North Melbourne for the annual Good Friday Super Clash. Kerner booted six goals while Mackay booted four and had 14 marks against North Melbourne's undersized defence. They were lacking Griffin Logue there. They were really missing him. Uh, Carlton overcame an unconvincing first half to kick away and as I was saying, yeah, North Melbourne were quite plucky. So it's good to see a different North Melbourne this year who are just uh, a little more competitive. Yeah, I, I didn't get to watch much of this game as I was playing at the same time. Yes. But yeah, I think just reading the the match reports and, and looking at some of the stats, it was just the, the tall timber, as you said, Tommy, yeah. up up forward for Carlton, just really got a hold of a, an undermanned defence in North Melbourne. But they're, they're playing some good footy. They're up and about. Yeah. I mean, they, they lost to, to Hawthorne last week down in Tassie, but at least their performances, they're, they're very, they look like they're being competitive. Absolutely. If you're coming up against North Melbourne, you've got to be switched on because they, they have the potential to uh, beat most sides if they're, if they're all complete. And once their spirit is up, their uh, Clarko will definitely motivate them. Uh, Harry Sheasel. Oh, he's a player. Clarko. He's a player. Harry Sheasel. Yeah. Yeah, you can see the future right there in um, some of those picks. I think I saw some stat that he's, after the first four games, yeah. he's had the most disposals of anyone in AFL history. Yeah. So nice little feather in his cap. Not that you know those sort of stats mean everything, but that's just a... Uh, a sign that he's yeah. developing and could develop into a very, very good player. I mean, hindsight's a, a good thing, but, you know, we always stress out when uh, our clubs lose a good player, like when North lost Jason Horn francis But in return, they've got Harry Sheasel and George Wardlaw, who we haven't seen take the field yet, but he is going to be an absolute jet inside-outside midfielder, George Wardlaw. So I say things are going to work out. And just as a side note, uh, Adelaide, we're – Going to trade. How's this? They were going to trade the picks that would get them Josh Rochelle, Jordan Dawson, and Isaac Rankin, all for Jason Horn Francis in that year. So Adelaide will uh, probably be pretty happy with that outcome too. Yeah, looking back, absolutely. <laughs> That's, uh, be, I mean, they would have been happy either way. Yeah. They get Jace or they get what they Those got three. out of that. So, yeah. It's all not lost. Yeah. Uh, jo- <laughs> Jace, while I've got you here, Bryce. Uh, SANFL, you guys had a win yesterday. What's we going on? Big, it was a big round, the second round of uh, the SANFL over Thursday night footy mm. uh, and Easter Friday. So we saw some upsets, actually. Yeah. Um, Sturt played Norwood on, on the Thursday night at the parade in, in slippery conditions, and, and Sturt looked like to be a, a real contender this year. They, uh, they got the yeah. job done pretty comfortably by you know, 40, 50 points in that match. Uh, Westies put up a, a pretty good fight against uh, a very impressive Adelaide Crows team. I think yeah. 
the scores were level, you know, at half time, and it took the Crows, you know, their, their talent to to get over Westies uh, in that one. Yep. Uh, Central Districts upset uh, the Premiership favourites North Adelaide over at the right. Ponderosa, so. They've uh, they've won by 27 points there, the Bulldogs. So that's a big win for uh, Thomas and and his crew. Uh, and my Panthers, we uh, we had a half fought win against the Eagles out at Norlunga. It was uh, they, they jumped us in the first quarter. It was yeah. about 20 points to nil at uh, quarter time, and yeah. found a way to, to come back and win that. So uh, we go to two and zero, which is a really good start for us. And in the last game, the Bays beat Port Adelaide in a, in a close game as well. It took the Bays until the last quarter to kick away by about 20 points, but I think that game was uh, even up till three-quarter time. So some uh, some mixed results in the Sandful, but uh, two rounds in and the, the comp's looking pretty strong and pretty competitive. Yeah, 3,700 people there for that game. So uh, people loving their SNFL. It's good to see it all underway. It's going to be a fascinating year ahead. Bryce Gibbs, we've got to get to a break, but after 9.30, we're going to talk to SNFL's general manager, Matt Doldig, about all things gather round, all the activations, everything that people can look forward to and how you can sort of organise it for your family because it's going to be a big week for Adelaide and uh, putting on a show for the rest of the country. It's currently 27 minutes past nine. City Discount Tyres. Buy three, get one free on the popular Falcon Zeke CT60 SUV tyre. This is Saturdays in SA with Bryce Gibbs and Tom Lyon. Good morning to you all. Up next, we're talking to the general manager of the SANFL, Matt Doldig. He's going to run us through all things Gather Round. And Bryce Gibbs and I are going to outline what each club is going to be expecting from the Easter Bunny this year or what they're wishing for. But right now, it's time for the news. City Discount Tyres. Buy three, get one free on the popular Falcon Zeke CT60 SUV tyre. This is Saturdays in SA with Bryce Gibbs and Tom Lyon. Good to have your company this morning. We are looking at a top of 19 degrees, currently 17 degrees right now. Might impact the Crows Frio game. Slow it down a little bit, Bryce Gibbs. But right now, well, it's gather round next week in our hometown and the rest of Australia will be watching and experiencing our amazing city. Suck on that, Sydney. And who better to walk us through the festivities all around the footy uh, better than... SNFL General Manager, Matt Doldig, who joins us on the phone right now. Good morning, Matt. How are you going? Where have we got you? Morning, Tom. Gibbsy, thanks for having me on. No worries, Dold. Thanks for coming on, mate. Um, before we get into Gather Round and, and what uh, the three or four days will look like, I uh, wouldn't mind a word just on your thoughts of the first two rounds of the Sandfall. Obviously, uh, a cracking round one of footy last week, and, and that's led into another great round in terms of crowds, uh, started off on Thursday night and all the games finished off on uh, on Easter Friday. How have you seen uh, the first two rounds of the Sandful so far? Yeah, look, from our end, we, we couldn't be happier. Um, as you say, some really positive crowds. Um, I think over the last two days, Easter Thursday, Good Friday, in the vicinity of 15,000 people went and watched Sandful footy. So that's a fantastic outcome given what the weather looked like um, yesterday morning. So... There's definitely an appetite for, for Sandful footy. We've just branched out into live streaming across the AFL app, so we've got more people being able to experience Sandful footy than we ever have before. So from that end, really happy. And then from the on-field products, um, excellent. Everyone's really competitive. It's great to see Centrals get over the line yesterday. I watched a bit of the West Adelaide game. They were really good against the Crows, and um, 
obviously need to mention your mob, Gibbsy. You've started really well. So uh, it's all boding well for a great season. Lovely. Now, Matt, just looking at uh, what's happening here for Gather Round, it shapes up as an incredible weekend for footy fans and families in particular, I think, uh, with all the entertainment. Can you walk us through some of the activations that are going on, going on firstly, around the uh, Adelaide Precinct um, near Adelaide Oval? Yeah, absolutely. Well, as you say, it's, it's going to be a massive sort of four or five days, sort of kicking off from Wednesday when Carlton get into town and we're running a few activations out at Unley Oval. Um, mm. But more specifically, in and around the city, we've got Elder Park and Pinky Flat that are going to be activated for the four days. Elder Park's going to be that real family-friendly atmosphere, mm. player appearance, appearances across all of those four days. And then Pinky Flat's going to be a bit more of that 18-plus for those listeners out there where some DJs and... Um, food vans and drinks so um, right next to Adelaide Oval so you can come and go from the footy the six games of AFL we've got at the Oval uh, as you please effectively so um, the city precinct is shaping up really well really exciting and then outside of that we're running sort of 16 um, AFL captains runs that have a footy clinic um, attached to it so at the moment we've already got three and a half thousand kids uh, booked in for those Uh, there's still a few lots slots available so encourage anyone looking to do something with the family jump on the sample website and you you can book a range of activities for the weekend and the entertainment we've got a peking duck making an appearance and is it the veronicas and the veronicas yeah thursday and saturday night so that's uh that's a big coup for us it's a little bit of that uh supercars feel isn't it where you got the the race or the matches in the day and then some big big concerts afterwards then inside the venue for those that are coming a couple of my favourite DJs, DJ Emma and DJ Mofia oh. or something, I think they're called. So yeah. <laughs> I'm sure everyone will appreciate those. Uh, Bryce, in my music career, I supported the Veronicas once and they were incredible to, uh, to watch. They came in in a little minivan and they were driven right up to the side of the stage. They came on, they performed, and then they departed in the van. No messing around. With the fans. <laughs> Matt, so there's a rotation of venues. We've got Norwood Oval, the Adelaide Hills, and, of course, Adelaide Oval. Uh, can you tell us what it's going to look like at Norwood? Are there going to be food vans or anything like that? Yeah, they are. So Norwood and Mount Barker are going to be really souped up. So um, food vans, Norwood, the parade's going to be closed off, so it's going to be like a, a real carnival atmosphere out mm. the front. Um Lots of music, um, some screens to watch the footy. Same up at Mount Barker as well. So they've really bought in. They're going to have a bit of a street party on the Friday leading into the Saturday game. Uh, so both communities have really embraced and local councils have really embraced the whole gather-round experience. Um, and I think as of, you're probably seeing all the signs already, but as of Monday, you won't be able to drive anywhere in Adelaide without seeing some gather-round um, signage yeah. and advertising of what's happening. Exciting. Just finally, Matt, before we let you go, I'm reading something here about a flying fox. <laughs> People can race each other for 150. Walk us through the flying fox, mate. Yeah, this is this is brilliant. I reckon I might be able to get both of you a little pass onto this. Yeah, but effectively me, from yeah. the, the, the rotunda over at uh, Elder Park, a bit behind that, straight over the river onto that uh, little ledge of the bridge that pops out at the other end. Uh, you can go up against one of your mates or there'll be some AFL players around or some guys like yourself. So that's pretty cool, I reckon. So I think there's 3,000 slots across the weekend so you can jump on and book your trip across the river. Fantastic. This is uh, this is going to be massive, Bryce Gibbs. going to put uh, 
Adelaide, well, we're already on the map, but we're going to be definitely showing the rest of Australia what we've got with Gather Round. Matt, before we let you go, uh, is there a particular game you're you're looking forward to most, the Crows v Carlton, the Bryce Gibbs Cup one? Yeah, the Cup's obviously really exciting, but that <laughs> kicking off the, the weekend on that Thursday night, we've We've been sold out for quite a while now with that one, so you expect yeah. sort of forty-five to 50000 to kick the weekend off. And then I'm, I'm actually looking forward to Mount Barker. Beautiful, picturesque oval, real country feel. So to have seven or 8000 up there is going to be pretty cool to see. Cool. And have you got a read on many tickets left for all the other games? Yeah, so the, the Mount Barker, the Crows and Port, they're sold out at the moment. We're hopeful there might be a few other releases this week to get a few more out there. But enough tickets left for the Friday night um, Richmond-Sydney game and then Sunday to finish off with Collingwood-St Kilda. Fortunately, Collingwood aren't uh, undefeated anymore, but we might have the top-of-the-table clash there uh, to finish off the weekend. So plenty of tickets for people that still want to get involved. Amazing. Looks like an incredible weekend for the family or if you're just a footy fan in general, uh, get around it, gather around. Matt Doldig, thank you very much for enlightening us. Thanks, Tom. Thanks, Gibbsy. Uh, appreciate the support and have a good afternoon. Thanks, babe. Uh, Bryce, looks to be an incredible uh, round of footy as well. They've, they've scheduled the match as well. Some good um, good games. Essendon and Melbourne interests me. Port Adelaide Bulldogs, again, another must win for Port Adelaide. Mate, but up next, we've got a very interesting thing we're going to discuss. We are doing what each club's wish from the Easter Bunny is going to be, Bryce. We are, Tommy, and... Good, bad, or indifferent things. We're, we're not sure what's yeah. going to come out here, but we've uh, we've split the teams in, or we split all the teams in half, and yeah. you're going to take. I'm going to take the top eight, the top eight, and I'll take the the bottom, the bottom yeah. lot, and we'll see what comes out of it. Okay, I'm looking forward to what you're going to bring to the table well, in might, this one, Bryce. Throw it out to the fans as well on okay. 0427154166. The club that you support, what? Do you want the Easter Bunny to bring, bring you them. for Easter? Yes. What do they need? Yeah, it can be anything. Anything. Anything at all. All right. That's on 0427-154-166. Let us know. And we're here for City Discount Tyres, SUV tyre sales on now. And coming to you from SENSA Studio Lumo SA, powered by Lumo Energy. SA is currently quarter to ten. City Discount Tyres. Buy three, get one free on the popular Falcon Zeke CT60 SUV tyre. This is Saturdays in SA with Bryce Gibbs and Tom Lyon. Good to have your company this morning. It's almost 10 minutes to 10 o'clock. Top of 19 degrees today. Currently at 17 degrees, Bryce Gibbs. Now, it's been a good start to the round. Brisbane getting over Collingwood and Carlton getting over North Melbourne yesterday. But we thought we would come up with what each club wants from the Easter Bunny. Is Easter Bunny visiting your house this Sunday, Bryce? Oh, I hope so. There is already some, good boy. some chockies floating around the house, <laughs> which is uh, a little bit dangerous because once you start yeah. on them, it's hard to yes. stop. Keep but, on. Uh, I dare say there's a few more Easter eggs to come, Tom. Might just buff them. Um, <laughs> what each club wants from the Easter Bunny, Bryce Gibbs. I'm going to start. I'm going to do the top eight. Yep. No, you start. You do the bottom eight. You're first. You want me to go first? You go first okay. and we'll work our way up to the top eight. All right. Well, do you want me to go from the very bottom? Very bottom. Very, very bottom. All very right. Bottom. We'll start with the cats. Okay. All is they want is a win, Tom. <laughs> yeah. They just want to win. Oh, and three enough. to start the season. Yep. 
Mitch Duncan is back at the yeah. selection table, so he's going to be a well welcomed in, but they just need a win. Yeah. Just a win. Plain and simple from the Easter Bunny. That's it. They okay. play Hawthorne too, so you'd think they would. I think we can pencil get, one get in. Wish. I think they're going to get what they want. Uh, the Hawks. Yes. Uh, I think they want a few more games, if possible, against North Melbourne this year. <laughs> okay. Because the Mitchell v. Clarkson, I thought this mm. was personal. Yeah, and I yeah. reckon that brought the best out of Sam Mitchell yeah. and his coaching. He's a feisty little man. And it was down in Tassie, which helped. Uh, it's their second home down there, and they played very well. So mm. Hawthorne might struggle to win lots of games this year, <laughs> but if they yeah. played North Melbourne more often than not, yeah. they could be... Playing finals. You're saying they should put in a request with the AFL, see if they can get a, a fortnightly rotation. So they, you know, they play north, then they play someone else, and they play north again. That's what I'm saying, Tom. Okay. I'm not sure if that is going to happen for them, but these are wish, you never these know. These are wishful with, things. Yeah. These, this is our wishful list. And you never know with the Easter Bunny. The Easter Bunny can deliver. You're certainly right. <laughs> uh, the Bulldogs. Yeah. Uh, they. I think they just want another strong performance. Obviously. Yeah. Consistent. Didn't start the the season off the way they would like. They were tipped to you know make the eight by a lot of people. Mm. Put a really good performance in against a, a good opposition last week, and they play a similar team in Richmond in terms of that surge mentality, bit kamikaze footy. So, I think they just want another strong performance, and if they can do that, their season will be well and truly back on track. Absolutely. They get a win uh, this weekend and they will be underway, the doggies, and uh, a lot of uh, high hopes for them. Very hard game to tip. Yeah. Uh, the Gold Coast. Mm. I think they would like the Jack Lacocious form to continue. Five goals yeah. last week against Geelong. We, we obviously know a high draft pick, a yeah. lot, lot of talent, and we, we've seen it at stages throughout his career, but... If he can keep that form up and take his game to another level, that will obviously be enormous for the well, Gold Coast Suns. Here's the the Gold Coast Suns. Yep. Um, here's the thing. Jack Lukosius was in his draft year, he was a forward and he was an excellent forward in the mould of sort of Nick Rewalt running all the way up and down the ground and uh, he's obviously a really beautiful kick. So that's how he was drafted. He's been playing in the back line and on the wing for most of his career. So. He has for that ball use, but uh, if, if he can continue and take his game to another level, mm. very watch out. He could, he could turn into a player. Very nice. Uh, Port Adelaide. I think they would like Treadray and Koshy. <laughs> to get in the boxing ring together. Yes, and I would sort, pay for and that. sort their stuff out. Yeah. Obviously, plenty of comments thrown around in the media this yeah. week. Treaders on his podcast in uh, terms saying of, that... uh, where Ken Hinckley's at and, and his job and if it's tenable or not as it sits. Yeah. So maybe Port fans would like those two just to get the boxing ring and go three rounds and let would them sort give, out their issues. Would you give Koshy uh, with Treader's side? Now, I know Koshy is actually quite a tall man as well on, uh, on reports. Uh, it, would you give him, though, some form of handicap? Like maybe Treader's gloves need to be the sort of 20-pound kind of real soft ones. Treader, Treader's goes in blind, like with a blindfold Blindfold, or something. yeah, like, something like that. Because I feel like Treader's would knock him out cold. <laughs> <Well>. <laughs> I'm sure uh, a lot of people might like to say that as well. Who knows? Who knows? A little bit yeah. off topic there. But uh, we'll go to the West Coast Eagles. Uh, yes. I think they would just like some fit players. They yep. have had a whole horrible run with injury over the last couple of years, but I think seven changes this week yeah. and a lot of injuries to key players. So key players that look like they're going to be 
out for a while and mm. they play the Melbourne Demons this week. So okay. could That's be not looking good for them. A, could be a blowout. Well, so. the uh, gamble responsibly, of course, I saw the odds that West Coast was sitting at something like 10 or $12. Yeah, they're going to be, uh, it's going to be a tough day at the office <laughs> for West Coast, I think. Yeah, very much. Uh, we go to Adelaide. Uh, yes. I think they just want some more momentum as well. Uh, yeah. They finally played a, a four-quarter game in the showdown. We, we know their inconsistency problems within games. Played a really good half and, and a really poor half in, in a couple of their early games. Played a four-quarter game, got a big result in the showdown. And we, we know if they can string four quarters together, how electrifying they can be. So I just think Adelaide want that momentum to keep rolling into the Frio game today. Okay, so if possible, the Easter Bunny can come prematurely today for the Crows. Boing, 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 come in and go, here you go, momentum. Yep, yep. with a lot of boings. <laughs> uh, the GWS Giants, they would, from the Easter Bunny, would just like some more clarity on the descent rule if possible. <laughs> yeah. Surely that's all they're after. Adam Kingsley during the week really uh, looking down the barrel because I was saying that it may have been a cumulative effect of, of um, Stephen Cornelio throughout the game, just sort of building up a bit of tension there with the umpire. But Ad- Adam Kingsley wasn't having that. No, he wasn't. So a bit more clarity from the Easter Bunny, please. Uh, Frio, just a, a win on the road. Uh, I, we spoke about them earlier in the show, a bit yeah. like Brisbane. They just seem to be a, a different side. When they travel, obviously, it's going to be a tough game against the Crows here this afternoon. And just a win on the road yep. would do them a world of good. Absolutely. Tough to get a read on this year, Freya. I haven't really said, apart from last week when West Coast were down on soldiers, haven't seen them have any brand yet. Uh, the Richmond Tigers. I think just some more form from their senior players. We've seen... Cochin and Rewalt both mm. be rested, whether they're <laughs> rested or not, Tom, not sure. Their, their form hasn't been great to start this season, mm. and it's only three games into the season. So to be out with resting, um, n- not, not so sure about that. So that, uh, they'd like to recapture some of that form. They're still Those two are still going to play a big role yep. in Richmond season this year, and it is early in the season. But uh, they would want to be hitting some form, I think, in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and that's all I've got for you. Okay. Well, I'm going to take you into the realms of the top eight now. And uh, starting with Brisbane, they would like from the Easter Bunny a Gabba in each city. Yes. So they're going to have to ch- win some games on the road this year. And uh, mind you, I think that's going to happen. But right right now as it stands, because they're playing uh, remarkably well at home and uh, not quite so well away. A Gabba in each city for Brisbane. North Melbourne. Uh, an Easter miracle, I think they, and that miracle being to sign Ben Mackay. Uh, by the looks of things, he's um, considering bigger deals elsewhere. So there's a few clubs lining up yeah, for him. He's been linked to multiple teams. Yeah, Tom. he would be a good one for Port to uh, to look at. Yep. Actually, I think Carlton trying to get get him over there with his brother. Yep, yep, that would work as well. Essendon. Their wish is for Stringer's best. When he's a game breaker for Essendon, they they usually win. Yeah, he he can be a, a game winner. Mm. He's got a lot of X factor about him. Few bit of an interrupted preseason and and start to the season. So I mean, at his best, he's he's very very dangerous. Yeah. He's like that to go. Powerful. He can go into centre bounces and and burst out of stoppage and and obviously hit the scoreboard. So yeah. The, 
Essendon have started the season really well and would hope that Jake Stringer can get back to some really good form. Yeah, hopefully his body holds up. He's had a few issues there with the old body. Uh, Sydney, buddy to blossom as a wing forward type player because they need to allow McDonald and uh, Joel Martley to keep growing. And it feels like up forward, Logan McDonald is obviously playing so much better when Buddy's not in this side, but they can't just not play Buddy. So why not have a, a Richo style uh, reinvention and, and have him play a little higher up the ground? Yeah, I don't mind what your thinking is there, Tommy. I just don't know what he's be 36, 37 now, Buddy. And mm. He probably just wants to stay at home and not move out of the Ford 50. So uh, if, if you if you were his coach and said, mate, we're going to get you up on the wing, get you running around a bit, he might uh, yeah, go get stuff. My joints hurt, mate. <laughs> yeah. I want to keep, yeah, fair call price. Uh, Melbourne, their Easter wishes, Jacob Van Ruin to emerge this year up forward, which he already is is showing. But I feel like he just adds something a, a bit different to Melbourne's forward line because you got Ben Brown who's sort of the, the strong lead-up type of forward. Van Ruin, uh, he excites me. Yeah, and getting a bit more opportunity with the Gorn injury mm. as well, obviously. With Gr- Grundy and Gorn in the same side, one of those guys is usually resting forward and, and you know potentially taking away some of uh, the targets that they're going to, to him. So yeah. um, he's getting some opportunity and, and taking it with both hands. Okay, Carlton, what they want from the Easter Bunny. Sam Walsh, uh, coated entirely in chocolate. So not wearing clothes, he's just coated in chocolate and uh, wrapped in a bow. Uh, he's uh, just a fantastic addition for them, he's going to be. I'll keep him in cotton wool for as long as they need, <laughs> sitting top of the ladder, the baggers. So yeah. uh, I don't need him just yet. They're, okay. they're hanging in there without him. Well, he's going to be fantastic when he does come back. St Kilda, uh, n- not a repeat of last year. They started eight and three and then they missed the eight. So uh, maybe a little more resilience in the latter half of the season. Yes, and they got some winnable games coming up as well, mm. albeit and some tough ones. But uh, yeah, the Gold Coast this week or next week, so yep, should be a big one. Yep, and Collingwood, their Easter wish is just for a ruckman, anyone to s- sort of stand up. They or even a mid-season draft gem. They'll probably. Um, have Darcy Cameron back by then, but they need a little bit more backup in that area. Nathan Kruger could uh, have a go at it. Ash Johnson, he's quite nimble. He's you know, got some hops, yeah. Yeah, maybe they give uh, that smaller ruck setup a go. Well, yeah, they need to think of something quick because Oscar McInerney just did whatever he liked on the weekend or on Thursday night. And, yeah, it's it is hard to, to get a senesee in, in the centre bounce or around stoppages when you've got... Uh, a very undersized ruckman, so they'll be looking for something different, or hoping these injuries mm. recover a lot quicker than they than they probably forecasted to. There you have it. That's what each club is wishing for from the Easter Bunny, and as predicted, Bryce Gibbs, we absolutely boofed that one. It's ten o'clock. Buy three, get one free on the popular Falcon Zeke CT60 SUV tire. This is Saturdays in SA with Bryce Gibbs and Tom Lyon. Good to have you company this morning. It's just past 10 o'clock. We are powered by Lumo Energy, S-E-N-S-A, Studio Lumo S-A, powered by Lumo Energy, S-A, if you don't mind. And City Discount Tyres, SUV tyre deals are on now. Bryce Gibbs, I think it's time for this. I asked the Prime Minister... If you are so confident about your view of fight back, why won't you call an early election? 
Oh, yes, the famous Paul Keating, I want to do you slowly. Did you uh, ever stay up and watch Question Time, Bryce? No, I late didn't. At, late I, at night? I didn't, Tommy, sorry. I no, did. I was tucked up in bed. There's actually a photo of me when I was a little kid uh, pulling on Paul Keating's coat, uh, trying to get his attention. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, I'll have, to, I'll have to show you that one Dig next that one week. Up for me. Yeah, yeah, you'll be excited by that. Question time. This is where we take turns each week uh, putting each other under the grill and um, searching for a little more uniqueness <laughs> out of your personality, Bryce. So I'm putting you under the grill this week. Sure. And my first question is. When Adelaide take on Carlton in Gather Round next Thursday night, they'll likely name a forward line of Tex, Fogg, Rankin, Rochelle, Tilthorpe, and Murphy. Who from Carlton's lineup goes on each of those guys? Uh, okay, so I'm naming Carlton's defence. Yes. Okay, let's go on Tex and Tilthorpe. We've got Young and Weedering. Yep. And I think Young will just play whoever's deepest. Right. So if Tex gets up the ground, he'll hand him over to Weeders and vice versa. Does that make sense? Yep, yep. Uh, I've got, I think Mitch McGovern will go to Fogarty if he plays. Yep, okay. Yeah, similar height. Leads up. Mitch will probably look to to come off and intercept Mark when he can. Yep. Uh, I've got Newman to Rankin. I think he can just match him with a bit of speed there. Yep. I, I think Sam Doherty to Rochelle. Okay. And I think I think Sard, I think they're gonna they'll play Ben Keys instead of Lockie yep. Murphy at that half forward role and go defensive forward on him. Ah, like they did like last year. Like he did year? last time yes. and had a quite a successful matchup. I think yeah. Ben Keys kicked three goals in that game. Played out of his skin. Sard had no influence on the game and the Crows won. So I reckon yeah. they might go back to the well and go back to Give what worked. Go. And Ben Keys will tar- uh, target ta- Saad. Target Saad. Yeah, very nice. Okay. That's going to be a, a fascinating matchup for both those sides. If you had to bet your house on it, Bryce Gibbs. Yes. Question number two. Will Ken Hinckley be coaching Port next year? If you had to bet your house on it. Well, my name's not Warren Treadray. I'm not going <laughs> to declare him uh, out right out. now. But I think... The next month will be will be telling. If they get to round nine or ten and the wins uh, haven't come, I think he'll be very much under the pump. I still think there is some time to turn it round for Ken Hinckley, but he needs to get going as of this week. Right now. So I think it would be unlikely that he's coaching next year. Yep, okay, with, there with we a, go. With, with a big month of footy coming up for, for Port Adelaide. Okay, producer Jace, have you got that one for the PR department? <laughs> I could, I'll jump Look in the at, ring as well yeah. with, with Koshy. Maybe and, uh, yeah. it's a threesome with you, Koshy yeah. and Treaders. Uh, okay, next one. When you die, if you could come back as an animal, any animal, which animal would you be and why? <laughs> I, I'm I'm obsessed with pandas. Okay. I don't know what it is. If, if you Is if it you, their sex drive? Because yeah. they just can't <laughs> yeah. be bothered. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, um, I don't know. If you, if you just... Google pandas yeah. and watch just huge YouTube clips of them. They, yeah. they just do stupid stuff. Yeah, they they They're go quite funny. They they go tumbling down the hills. They a lot. do. They're just not many things given. Yeah, in okay. life, and I don't know. I just just They're fascinated by them. I yeah. got a present from uh, my kids <laughs> one year and got to go down to Adelaide Zoo and 
feed them in the enclosure. Wang Wang and Fooney. Yeah, yeah. Go to yeah. random and went in their enclosure. And, oh, really? Yeah, it was a really good experience. But, yeah, Panda. Panda. I okay. Well, mate, I, I was not expecting yeah, that. there you go. Yeah, we have a few late nights on YouTube just watching pandas. Yeah. You know, something very therapeutic that I play to my son is a panda, and he's just eating a humongous carrot. And it's just like, he's just in his element, like, growl, growl, growl. And they're just, you know. Very laid back. Yeah. Laconic creatures. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. Uh, question number four. Who's your favorite current NBA player and why? Uh, current NBA player. I, I love watching Steph Curry go about yeah. it. Just his handles, the way he dribbles through traffic, sp- steps up from the logo, just mm. knocks down big threes. I I, he's just one player I just love, love watching. Yep. Yep. Could watch him all day. Good call. Final question, Bryce. If the Easter Bunny and Father Christmas were to have a fight, uh, who's number one in your children's heart? So it's three rounds in the boxing ring. Who would win? Consider now the Easter Bunny is huge. So he's, this is a, a rabbit we're talking about. Big, big boy. Who's a big boy. He's like your height. And he's got he's got some moves. Who who do you think's winning that fight? Uh, for my kids' sake, I think they would want the Easter Bunny to win. Okay, yeah. Choco- so chocolate cho- over chocoholics. Yeah. Yep. Chocolate yeah. wins out over material that, possessions. They would eat chocolate for breakfast, lunch, okay, and if they could. So they'd be they'd be rooting for the the rabbit. Uh, I I would not want to come up against a rabbit. Um, that's your size, Bryce. Just kick you in the face. Okay, well, that's question time for this week. Uh, some interesting answers there, Bryce Gibbs. Up next, uh, I've been looking forward to this all day. We're going to preview the Sydney v Port game and the Crows v Frio game. Go in-depth where it's going to be won and lost. But right now, it's nine minutes past ten. Top of 19 degrees today. <laughs> City Discount Tyres. Buy three, get one free on the popular Falcon Zeke CT60 SUV tyre. This is Saturdays in SA with Bryce Gibbs and Tom Lyon. Two big games for our SA teams today, Bryce Gibbs. We've got the Crows taking on Frio at uh, 1.15pm. You can catch it on Crows Nation. Uh, They're going to have a fantastic call. And also uh, Port Adelaide playing Sydney in Sydney, I think around 7pm. Now... Let's take on the Crows game first, where it's going to be won and lost. Crows have had Ned McHenry come into the side, and obviously Luke Pedler's suspended and Sam Berry's being rested. Uh, what do you think of that inclusion, Bryce? Uh, a little zippy forward. Maybe the rain, the weather might yeah. have played a part in, in that selection. So, I mean, he just replaces Pedler as that high yeah. half forward, I suppose, doesn't he? So a bit of a like for like there, and he comes in and plays his 50th game. Two is Ned McHenry. So, yeah. uh, and for Frio, uh, Bailey Banfield and Brandon Walker have come in um, for a couple of injuries in uh, Michael Frederick and Heath Chapman. So, couple of uh, couple of okay inclusions for them. Yeah, I suppose <laughs> so. so. Obviously, the Crows are very impressive last week. Yeah, finally put a, a four-quarter performance in, and they'll look they'll be looking to continue that momentum, no doubt, Tommy. Mm. And it's going to be a, a fascinating matchup between the Crows' forward line and Fremantle's back line, I think. I think yes. Frio's set up really well behind the ball. Uh, they've got good intercept marking in Brandon Cox, uh, Alex Pierce, Luke Ryan, these guys, and they've still got some run and dash with, with Wilson and Walker as well. So um, 
Adelaide's four, like we know, can fire. Mm. Uh, obviously, Tex and, and Phil Thorpe uh, after a big game last week. Uh, Rochelle, Rankin, very, very dangerous. So uh, I think yeah. if if Frio are going to need to hold hold up well defensively again in this one to, to have any any sort of chance, I think, in winning this one. Yeah, well, the entries are going to come. And uh, just looking at a few stats, the Crows rank second in the AFL for once uh, for scores once the ball is inside their forward 50. They've just been quite inaccurate in those first two weeks. And they're first for contested possessions in their forward 50, which usually results in uh, scores. So they're, they're getting getting it in there. They just haven't really converted. So I dare say if, if they can, and we always say, you know, the midfield battle, if uh, they can get it in there enough, Adelaide are going to probably put them to the sword. Well, a huge inclusion to that midfield for Adelaide last week was Jordan Dawson. We spoke about yeah. him playing a lot of half-back up on the wing. They need to get him up the ground to deliver the ball inside yeah. 50. And it surprised everyone. He played as a, an inside centre square bounce mid. And yeah. played very well. Obviously, won the the showdown medal. And when the game was up for grabs early in that game, he was the one that stood out and and led the way. So he's been named in the centre again, or actually he's been and named he's at centre named... forward. But he'll start. There's no doubt he'll start in the centre bounce again. So hope so. He's uh, he's been a, a very mm. handy inclusion to that that inside midfield group. He, you know, they've been talking about oh, who's the big midfielder that Adelaide need uh, over the last couple of years. Well, Dawson, I think, just answers that call because they've got the uh, the guys who can play back, Max McLean and, and Josh Worrell in particular when he comes back. He can play those roles that Dawson does up back. Well, I think Mitch Hinge has been the other one that's been yeah. really impressive down there and they can move Dawson up the ground knowing they've got the confidence what Mitch Hinge has, has dished up in the first couple of games. And, and Max Mikulani hasn't looked out of place at all, like you said, Tommy. So yeah. those two holding down those those back spots has allowed Dawson to play more up the ground and, and it's working. Yep. I hope they uh, pop him in there. Now, so on that the midfield battle, we've got Brayshaw, Amira, Sarong, Ethan Hughes, who I don't know much about, Laird, Dawson, hopefully, Rochelle, Sligo, et cetera. What will be the Crows' focus, those midfielders? What are they going to be forefront of their mind to try and win that battle? Territory. Yeah. Win win the ball, not overhandle it. If it's going to be a little bit greasy conditions, slippery conditions, you don't want to overhandle it. It just invites more pressure for you to turn the ball over. Mm. We, we know they've got clearance capabilities in there, you know, with Laird. Uh, he... He's a clearance machine, so he's going to be up against some some good players as well. Sean Darcy, uh, he's a an outstanding ruckman, ruckman so they, they're going to have to be careful of that. But if uh, Adelaide can just win the clearance and just get territory, not overuse the ball, lock the ball in their forward half, that'll that'll go a long way to winning yeah. the game. And keep an eye on it. Luke Jackson was uh, quite good in the practice game that when they played a few weeks ago. He was, his mobility around the contest and, and on the ground was really good. So they'll have to have an answer for that. Um, Crows fans, as we were saying earlier, take a look at Brendan Cox because he's a really good key defender and um, it looks like the Crows are going to be targeting him at the end of the year. Let's move on to Sydney and Port Adelaide. And we always uh, say this cliche, but this really is a must win for Port Adelaide. They've got a... Dig in and put a performance on the board here. Coming in for Port, uh, no changes for Sydney, but coming in for Port, Dylan Williams, Jackson Mead, Jed McEntee and Trent McKenzie to play. One of those key posts up back, Bryce. And Ken Hinckley's not mucking around. He's swung the axe, yeah. hasn't he? Darcy coming Brown out. Jones, Lockie Jones, 
Tom Cleary, Riley Bonner all omitted, and uh, Fantasia out injured as well. So some big names there, some some all Australian in yeah, Darcy particularly Byrne Darcy Byrne Jones. Yeah. That's a massive out. So they're looking for a bit of a different, mm. bit of a different uh, mix in there, and going to give some other guys some opportunity to to get, as you said, a, what is a must win game for Port Adelaide. Yeah, making a bit of a statement there. I was having a look across the uh, the stat sheets, and um, the one area of advantage for Port Adelaide is their centre clearance and stoppage clearances. They're notably higher than what Sydney's have been this year. They average more, about eight more. Uh, in the whole game. So hopefully they can get an ascendancy just around the ball. Um, but everywhere else on the stats sheet, Sydney are ahead. Yep. So. Yeah, they've, they've started the year off really well, Sydney. And I'm just concerned about <laughs> Port Adelaide's defensive group up against yes. this, Sydney, this Sydney forward line. I mean, Isaac Heaney, Tom Papley, we know how electric they can be. Mm. Um, Buddy Franklin, you know what you're going to get there. Um, you got James Rowbottom. Logan McDonald. Logan McDonald. They've, they've, they've stacked yeah. down there as well. So um, I just think they're a little bit undersized and you know, dropping one of their all-Australian halfbacks in Darcy Byrne-Jones, um, it's it's going to be pretty tough for them, I think. Or they, could, they could be in for a long day if, if Sydney's midfield gets on top and, and provide their forwards with, with plenty of... Uh, yeah. Plenty of options. Well, with the amount of tools they've got down there, of course, they're going to have uh, Peter Adams floating down there as well. So it's almost demanding that Aaliyah is going to be more accountable, which you don't want to do because he's your floating um, third tall guy. But really, you've got Trent McKenzie, who's not a big bloke, playing on a on a tall forward and probably Tom Jonas taking on Buddy and it still leaves a huge you know, gap there. Um I just don't know what they're doing there. Well, I've got an interesting stat for you too, Tommy. Port have beaten Sydney in their last six encounters. Right. So, okay. I mean, can't... It does count for something. Well, yeah. I mean, they they might match up on them really well, but mm. you just can't can't see it being a, an easy win. No. Well, they haven't... One, that's for sure. Haven't played in Sydney for five years. Well, there you go. So that's probably why they're getting those... Uh, Getting those wins every time. Does it count for anything even subconsciously for you when you go into a game, Bryce, and you've won the last, say if you've won the last five, does that enter your mind at all? Or do you have, you know, sides that is, you know you play well against? Does that come into your conscious oh, mind? Yeah, it, it is a thing and it does enter your, your mind, but mm. you, you don't rely on that. No. That part, those past results. Yeah. And to give you confidence that you you guarantee a win because you've you've had a good history against any particular team uh, for for a period of time. But um, yeah, I mean Sydney are a completely mm. different beast on the SCG. Obviously, yeah. the, the, nice the dimensions tight. of the ground. You, you have to change the way you play a little bit as well. So we'll how see do how you change? And adapt. Say the SCG being such a small ground, how how do you change the way you play? Well, you can you can defend the ground a lot easier because it is so mm. small. You still need to be bold in your ball movement and mm. and pull some kicks off that it might be a little bit fifty fifty through the guts to to open the ground up. Otherwise, if you just get caught in a kicking Hemmed long in. down the line, um, gets knocked out, repeat stoppage. We know Sydney are, are amazing contested clearance stoppage side, you're playing into their hands. So you need to be really bold and, yeah, really go for your kicks, especially to switch the play or go through the 45s.
Yeah. Thought-provoking statement during the week from Matthew Lloyd. He was saying, compare St Kilda's list to Port Adelaide's list. Now, Port's list has got a lot of talent rolling through there, uh, but it just shows you how much St Kilda are getting out of their players, which is the maximum, and, and how little Port are getting out of their players right now. So needs to turn quickly for them. Bryce, we've got to get to a break. It's going to be a top of 19 degrees today. Hopefully not too wet for the Crows Frio game. It's currently t- almost 25 minutes past 10. City Discount Tyres. Buy three, get one free on the popular Falcon Zeke CT60 SUV tyre. This is Saturdays in SA with Bryce Gibbs and Tom Lyon. Thanks for joining us. We've had a good old time this morning. <laughs> hey, Bryce, there's a big round of footy uh, up here. Before Before I get to that, actually, we've been here for City Discount Tyres, City Discount Tyres, SUV tyre deals on now. And SCNSA Studio Lumo SA is powered by Lumo Energy SA. Some quick tips from you, Bryce Gibbs. Crows v Frio. I am going to tip the Adelaide Crows, Tom, for a second week in a row. And for just quickly your Bryce Gibbs Cup game, because we will come after that one. Who's going to get that one? Uh, Carlton. Carlton. Uh, Richmond v Bulldogs. This is probably the toughest game or the most, uh, the hardest game that I found to Mm. pick. I originally tipped the Tigers, but I'm feeling an upset. I reckon the Bulldogs can beat them. I yeah. might, I don't like doing it. You shouldn't do it, but I might change my tip. You're going to change it? I'm going to okay. tip the Bulldogs. Is it a gut feel? Yeah. Because if it's a gut feel, then you should go with it. Yeah, I'm going to. I'm okay. Gonna, had had Richmond, but I'm going to tip the Bulldogs. Gut feel on the doggies. Uh, St Kilda v the Suns at Marvel. Oh, this is one I think could be a, another potential upset as well. I think St Kilda just in a tight one. Yep. Uh, Sydney v Port, big one for Port Adelaide. Got to yeah. get its rockies today. Sydney and Sydney. Yeah, too hard. Too hard. Too hard yep. to beat. Uh, Essendon v the Giants. Uh, again, this is another one I think the Giants can win. Yep. Okay. I'm going to tip Essendon. Eagles v Melbourne. Uh, Melbourne by 15 goals. Okay. Yeah, that's uh, they're a dollar oh six there. Geelong v Hawthorne. I do think the Cats will win at the end. Finally, Rice Gibbs. It's been fun. Have a nice weekend. Don't eat too much chocolate. The you kids too, get Tommy. the chocolate, but we get the red wine. It's a win-win for everyone, isn't it? <laughs> Happy Easter, everyone. We'll catch you next Saturday. Have a lovely weekend.